Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple, blessing God. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. A priest in this diocese tells the story about a church in his hometown. The name of the church is Church of the Ascension. I cannot recall whether it is an Episcopal church or a Roman Catholic church, but for the purposes of this story, it really does not matter either way. In the name of this Church of the Ascension, there is some sort of statue or wood carving of Jesus. There is a button located in some specific place in the church during worship on Ascension Day, which is their feast day because they are Church of the Ascension, that button in that specific place is pushed and this statue or this wood carving of Jesus ascends from the floor up into the ceiling. How hilarious is that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can neither prove nor disprove this priest's story. And it is amazing what, which uh, search words I typed into Google to attempt to do so. Jesus ascending into ceiling at Church of the Ascension and ascending Jesus at Church of the Ascension were two Google searches that turned up nothing. But the story gets even better and even maybe happier. <laughs> On some not-soon-to-be-forgotten Ascension Day, that specific button in that specific place was pushed, and statue Jesus started to ascend as he always had. But then a well-timed malfunction happened, and statue Jesus stopped in the middle of his ascension to the point where only his feet were dangling from the ceiling. There are a lot of paintings, really beautiful paintings, depicting the ascension of Jesus. My favorite among them is from the German artist Hans von Kumbach. In his painting from around 1521, the disciples are looking up towards heaven with a puzzled and somewhat confused look on their face as the legs and feet of a partially ascended Jesus hang from a cloud above them. 
I imagine the scene at church of the ascension on that day when statue Jesus was stuck in the ceiling looked much like that painting of the ascension by Hans von Kuhnbach. The feast of the ascension is what we celebrate today. The actual feast was this past Thursday. It is one of the seven principal feasts of the church year. It always falls on the 40th day in the season of Easter. Marking the ascension on the 40th day is not arbitrary, but it's because we are told in our reading from the Acts of the Apostles today that Jesus appeared to the disciples during 40 days after his resurrection, in which he spoke to them about the kingdom of God. And so on the Feast of the Ascension, we celebrate Jesus' entry into heaven, where as we proclaim each Sunday in the Nicene Creed, he is seated at the right hand of the Father. For today, we retell the story. We retell the story from Luke of Jesus' final appearance to his disciples. We retell the story of his final instructions, his parting blessing, and his promise that we are not going to be abandoned. We retell the story of his entrance into heaven. How that entrance came about is not really important and should not be our focus. Although the ascension does seem like a really cool, now you see him, now you don't kind of magic trick. The disciples were probably quite used to wondering when and where Jesus would appear and disappear next. After all, Jesus had been appearing and vanishing before their eyes for 40 days now. Again, though, there's a larger message at stake here in Luke's Gospel that will be missed if all we focus on is the seeming magic trick of the ascension and how it happened. The writer of Luke uses the ascension to tie a nice bow on his account of Jesus' life and earthly ministry. In fact, Luke is the only gospel that gives this account of the ascension. The writer of Luke ends his gospel story with the ascension, but then he does a really incredible and astonishing thing in his next volume, in the Acts of the Apostles. Because you see, the Acts of the Apostles is a continuation of Luke's gospel, a sequel, if you will, inviting us to stick around and see how it all ends for the disciples. Today, we see that continuation as we hear the story of the ascension, not once, but twice. Once from the end of Luke, and once from the beginning of the Acts of the Apostles. So the event that ends the Gospel of Luke begins the Acts of the Apostles. I think the writer of Luke and the book of Acts intended this, not merely to begin his second book with retelling how the first one ended, but the writer of Luke was trying to send a message to centuries of Christian readers and to us gathered here today. That message is that the ascension is not the end. Jesus' final appearance to his disciples and his ascent into heaven was not the end. It was the beginning. The ascension is not the end of the story but the beginning of the story and the beginning of a movement. Our presiding bishop, Michael Curry, perhaps you have heard him preach. He often calls this movement the Jesus movement. Bishop Curry says in a much more powerful way than I can, Jesus did not come to start a church. Jesus came to start a movement and the church is a result of that movement. 
A movement requires action. A movement demands action. This movement that Bishop Curry speaks of began with Jesus' ascension. And this movement, this Jesus movement, continues today through all of us. The ascension, it is the beginning of the Jesus movement. With the ascension, we move from the life of Jesus to the life of the Jesus movement, the church. We are responsible for continuing the Jesus movement. This place in which we gather week after week, here at the Chapel of the Cross, this place is a result of this Jesus movement, and this place is vital for its continuation. This is the message of the Ascension. It is not the end, but it is the beginning. The beginning of the Jesus movement, and we are responsible as followers of Christ to continue this beginning, to continue this Jesus movement in the world. I said earlier that a movement requires action. It demands action. It is not passive, and it is not predicated on what we hope other people might do or what we might wait for them to do. The death of a movement is inaction. A movement is predicated on what we will do with God's help. The Jesus movement required the action of the disciples after Jesus had left them. And the Jesus movement still requires the action of all of us disciples gathered here today. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if the disciples had continued to stand and look up towards heaven? Can you imagine if the disciples had not waited in the city until they had been clothed with power from on high? To imagine this is to imagine the world without the Jesus movement. To imagine this is to imagine a world without church. To imagine this is to imagine a world without the Holy Eucharist. What would the world look like without the church? What would our lives look like without the Eucharist? What would our lives look like without this place, this community, this chapel of the cross? Because the chapel of the cross is a result and a continuation of the Jesus movement. The Jesus movement began with the action of those disciples. And this movement still requires our action at the chapel of the cross today. So do not get stuck like the partially ascended statue Jesus at Church of the Ascension. Gather your rain jackets and your umbrellas and go from this place into a hurting and broken world. Go spread the Easter news. Go spread the gospel. Go be the chapel of the cross. Go and unabashedly be the Jesus movement in Mississippi. Amen. Amen.